I cannot tell you how vitally it is important to, if you're going to be a believer after Jesus generally, this is always true, but especially at the sunset of the age, which is where we are. The, the sun is going down on this age. Deception is about to increase at a level you've never seen before. Yeah, everybody's a little upset about social media and Facebook and the government. I know it's bad. It, you've not seen anything yet. <laughs> Darkness is going to increase. Light is going to increase. God's going to remove the middle. And I'm telling you this thing. Hear me. You must learn how to respond to the leadership of the Holy Spirit or you're not going to make it. Wow. That was a big statement. Do you hear the big statement I just said? I don't mean speak in tongues and do the gifts. I don't mean the fruits. I mean the responding to the leadership of the Holy Spirit is the predominant issue for a believer following Jesus and for a believer in these last days. So I'm asking you this question. Have you signed up and are you actively involved in the school of the Spirit? You are in the school. You do not have to sign up for a seminary. Your life is the seminary. Your life is the seminary. And Jesus gave you the great, the great gift of salvation is him. His spirit has been given to us. And I'm wondering how you're doing. And listen, people have been distracted by the world, distracted by religion. They've even been distracted by the gifts and stuff of the spirit, and they're missing the Holy Spirit. That's my conviction. He's a person. He's God. He's Yahweh. And he actually is inside you if you're born again. So here we go. Let me say a couple things. School of the Spirit, lesson one. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? The greatest teacher, it's his spirit that's in us. In this age, between the ages, the believer's primary inheritance and impetus. I just want an I word, and I kind of like that one. The motivation for everything you do is the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your inheritance. What did Jesus go get for you? Not just heaven. Heaven's the fruit of you having the Holy Spirit in you. Jesus did what he did to make you a vessel that the Spirit could come inside. Does everybody understand that? You couldn't have the Spirit in it. You couldn't have eternal life. You were, you, were, you were in the sin nature in Adam's race, and he died on the cross to pay for your sins, not just to get you unguilty, but to get you cleaned up so he could put his presence inside you. He's always wanted to walk with us in the cool of the day. So Peter will say on the day of Pentecost, at the first gospel sermon, read it, in Acts chapter 2, it's awesome, and Peter said to them at the end of the sermon, he's talked about Jesus dying and resurrecting, repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of living in heaven forever. Somebody please call me out on heresy. Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and then here's what you receive, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know the gift of the Holy Spirit does not mean tongues, it means the Holy Spirit is the gift. He's the gift. It's just, it's astounding. And this promise, this is good news for us, it's for you that are standing here today, 2,000 years ago. It's for your children. You're all going to have babies. It's for them. And it's for everyone far off. This promise that if you repent, you'll get the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So we need to enroll for a lifetime, I believe, in the school of the Spirit. And I'm sorry that charismaticness and non-charismaticness has made us divide into camps <laughs> over the great gift to the body of Christ. I say Holy Spirit in some circles, and they say, wait a minute, are we going to talk about speaking in tongues? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why that happened to you and why you think that way. No, I mean God. 
God personal in you, leading you and empowering you. So here we go. The priority of the Spirit. Jesus will say, John 16, 7, you can look at these later. I want to get to something else here. But Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. Does everybody understand that phrase? I mean, it's not only a stunning phrase because the disciples who had left everything and have now risked their lives, Jesus is talking like he's going to leave. They're freaking out. And he tells them, this is the reason i got to go, right here. Now tell me why that is. Do you understand why that is? Why does Jesus have to go? Well, what it says is, so what can happen? Okay, so the helper will come. Have you thought through, well, why is that? Why can't they both be on the planet? Do you know why? Do you know why? Okay, Jesus came and walked in flesh like no man had ever walked before, filled with and under the government of the Holy Spirit, passed through temptation, passed through the cross, passed through death, rose up by the power of the Holy Spirit, and now is a mediator not only of the blood for your forgiveness, but of a new life source, the Holy Spirit. He's the mediator. So he goes to the cross, you, and you don't have to. He pays for your sin. That's huge. But he must go to the throne, because you can't, to pour out the Spirit upon you on a regular basis. This, Jesus is the mediator between God and man, even right now, pouring out the Spirit within us. It's His Spirit that's given to us, and He gives it from the throne of God. And so, He had to go, and actually Peter will say it in a sermon, Jesus ascended, went before the throne, and I said this, I'm sorry, it's, it's funny to me, but I want the video, is when He, enter, he ascends and flies through the clouds, Jesus in a body... By the way, that's never happened in the heaven that's there. Jesus is in a body, approaches the throne of grace. He's God. The Father, ancient of days, is on the throne. And an interaction happens there. He receives the Holy Spirit from the Father. Do you remember this? He receives it and pours him out. That had never happened on planet Earth. The Holy Spirit had come on people and given influence, gave Samson strength to break down walls, but he had never been given as the very inner life source of a human being. Basically what Jesus did is he got the tree of life back for us. You understand that? The whole planet's living from the tree of knowledge, good and evil, and dying. Jesus got the tree of life. He is the tree of life. <laughs> and he went back and got life for us and has put the God life back. That's why we can't die. If you're a believer... You don't, you're not waiting on eternal life. You've begun eternal life. And so we have got that eternal life in us, and it's a powerful thing. So the Holy Spirit is in us. Amen. Five declarations about the Spirit. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to preach the rest of that sermon next week. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to talk about Jesus and the five things. I just want to make the point of what I just said then. I want to say it one more time and then get to my deal. <laughs> you needed saved because you did not have the Holy Spirit. Have you heard it said that way? You needed saved, you needed to respond to the gospel, not just because you were gonna burn somewhere and you needed to go somewhere in paradise, you needed saved because you were headed for death and destruction because you did not have the God life in you. And so you're great, when I was 10 years old, so I'm arguing with guys in a Bible study right now, some high church guys, I love them, they're just wrong. They think that when you're, baptized, even as a baby, the Spirit is put inside you. 
My only problem with that thought is it's not in the Bible. I know when I get the Spirit. It's Ephesians 1.13. Having believed, I was sealed with the Holy Spirit. At 10 years old, just outside of Cobden, Illinois, on a Saturday morning, I bowed by a bed with my daddy, and I, I proclaimed, I believed in my heart and confessed with my mouth that Jesus was Lord, and I was saved, and what saved mean is the Spirit of the living God came to live inside me. Yahweh, who'd been outside of me, came inside me. So everybody got that? You good? That's the most phenomenal thing about me. I've got Yahweh in me as a life source. Thinking, feeling, convicting. He's my only way to get over sin. Not my effort. He's my only way to go eternal life. His Holy Spirit. So I'm asking you, when did you receive the Holy Spirit? When was your salvation? And what has your journey been? And are you now progressing in your dialogue with Yahweh inside you? One more thing. I spent, I've talked about this, I told today, I've done thousands of prayer meetings. I did most of them in El Dorado, three times a day through the 90s. Morning, noon, and night, we were crying out. And you know what a lot of those prayers we were doing? And I think God's so patient. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. So, I was passionate. But then I read a book by Watchman Nee that mentioned that maybe the Spirit's already here. That's a helpful piece of information. Come, please. Just come. I just wondered what he's doing on the throne because I know he loves us, but he's like, listen to me. I said it in John 7. If anyone believes in me according to the scriptures, streams of living water will flow from within, come from inside us, out. I've got the spirit. What I need to do is get more of him flowing and moving. Now, you can do your doctrines on what baptism of the Spirit means, this and that. I've been baptized by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit tons of times. Love all the gifts, love all that. But here's the big deal, is I'm learning to relate with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit as a person. He's not a power to get my mission done, to help me get famous in ministry. I've done that, sorry. He's this living person that I'm dialoguing that now, this is really irritating, I want you to know. Certain sins that I used to could do, I can't do anymore, not because I don't want to sometimes do them, but because I feel his grief so dearly in my heart. Not like he's mad at me, I feel pain in my heart about things that used to not bother me. Has anybody else had that experience? That's called sanctification. I've had relationship with him enough, waited on him enough, he's touched my heart enough, that suddenly my feeler is getting filled with him and I'm feeling him. Does that make sense? So I sense his joy, I sense his peace at a bigger level, and I sense his grief, and I sense when I'm quenching him. And I'm saying that to you to ask you, how you doing? How you doing in the school of spirit? How you doing in what Paul will call the communion, the koinonia of the Holy Spirit? 2 Corinthians 13, 14, he'll say, may the love of the Father, love of God, and the grace of the Lord Jesus and the communion, the koinonia, the participation and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So I'm just asking you how you're doing with that. I plan to dig in deep on these nights with what the Bible says about it and for then us to practice that. Because I'm telling you, you won't navigate the days that are to come just normal on planet Earth, but if it's the sunset of the age, it's even more important that you learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. The, 
Listen, this is the biggest problem. I'll, I'll, be, I'll get done really with this one. The biggest problem in the church is not the lack of this, lack of that. We need to pray. It's the lack of the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave it. We've usurped his leadership and asked him to bless us every now and then. And he's like, yeah, I do love blessing you. I'd love to lead you. I'd love to kind of be in charge of what you do. And so how's his leadership going in your heart, in your life? Are you responding to that? Because true freedom's found in the midst of the lordship of the Holy Spirit. I've seen people who can move in the gifts of the Spirit who have serious, serious character issues. Serious. Gossip, slander, lust. And they'll just move in words of knowledge and power. It's, it's sad. And that the reason is, is they know how to use his stuff, but they don't know him. His lordship. How are you doing responding to his checks and moves. I'm telling you, he's alive and well inside of all of you. And he's wanting to speak to you and get you free because the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Not when they're where the Spirit of tongues is, where the Spirit of prophets, where the Spirit of the Lord, there's freedom. You under his government are the most free you've ever been. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Train us, disciple us by the Bible, by the Word of God. Would you train us? Take us into the school of the Spirit. Raise up a church by the thousands in Wichita that's functioning under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I want more. I want more. I keep running off here and there into good and into bad by myself. But with you, you always lead down the good path. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone in here, increase their sensitivity, increase their intentionality to listen to your leadership and to respond to it. Raise up a host of six, 600 churches, all pastors, all sheep in the city. I, I just pray more and more people under your leadership. This is the key. And so I pray you help us break every stubborn thing in us, every deceptive thing in us, train us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.